Thank Welcome you. to Making It Our Best Season. We are so glad you're joining us. This podcast is sponsored by Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions and Palmetto Family Home Care. On this podcast, we will discuss many topics that we face in the senior industry as our loved ones age. And we also will have guest speakers on that specialize in healthcare and just kind of give you some guidance on what we face, what we've seen as professional healthcare workers. So we welcome you today. Hope that you find this helpful in your journey. Hey everyone, welcome to Making It Our Best Season with Dorian Lynn. We are senior healthcare providers helping individuals, adult children, seniors navigate the unknown changes when aging. Um, along with the ever-changing journey within this healthcare industry. So things are changing with mom and dad. So what the heck do we do with our aging parent? So in episode three, we are going to be talking about senior placement. So mom is no longer able to stay at home and it's time to start looking. Where the heck do I start? With this episode, we are going to have Lynn with Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions tell us about her business, her services, and how she is a true asset to the senior community. Thank you, Lynn, with Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions. We are a full-service placement agency. A little backstory is why I started my company was to be an advocate for seniors after hearing many, many experiences that have happened to people, my goal is to make sure that they don't have the same experience or th that it's repeated. Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions does things a little bit different than the other people out there that do placement. I'm here local. I have relationships with the local communities. I visit the communities. I also follow my clients once they are placed in a community, make sure that they're doing well. Is there any issues going on that I need to know about? Make sure the families are happy. The biggest thing is, is to just really focus on what the client needs, what their budget is, and what care they need, what level of care. And after being in the industry for a long time, I'm pretty good at being able to assess the level of care they need and making sure that they pick the communities that I offer so that I know that they're going to get the care they need. It's within their budget and there's no moving later on. There's no running out of money in a year's time. So those are the stories that I've heard over the years that I try to prevent, that I want to make sure they get the right placement and the right care and at the right price that the family and the senior can afford. So I have a question. Me coming from a home care standpoint, and you know, we go into the homes and of course we go into facilities, all that good stuff. But when it gets to a point where they're not able to stay home any longer, what's like step one? Step one is if they can't stay home any longer is to, uh, for, you know, reach out to me and then I schedule a consultation and my services are free to my clients. So what I do is I go to their home, I meet the client, the person that they're needing placement for. I do a full assessment. Are they independent with deals? Do they need med management? Do they have memory issues going on? What's their budget? 
that they have? What are their long-term goals when picking a community? Then I backtrack to a little bit of what amenities they want. You know, there's never going to be the perfect place. It has everything they want. But I tried to make sure, one, it's got the care that is going to be needed. It's within their budget. And then I tried to make sure I get the communities that have the amenities that they want. You know, this is their home. I want to make this move their last move if possible, and that they can stay there for as long as possible. So from doing an assessment, I pick out three to four communities that are in their budget, have the care they need, or if they don't need care at all, they're still, it's still in their budget and have the amenities that they are looking for, at least some of them. And Mm -hmm. then from there we do tours. I schedule all the tours. I can go with my clients to do the tours meet them there, or I can not go. It just depends on what the family wants and what the senior wants. It is good for me to go because I can see what their level of care versus all-inclusive care. Those are some of the things, but I already know it ahead of time, but it's nice to be able to talk to the community person and the client to make sure everybody's on the same page. Good. I have another question for you. Well, not, not a question, but more so a statement or a compliment. But one thing that I liked that you said was that once you basically walk them through the process and you get them in placement, you don't necessarily, you don't leave them. Like you still, you stick with them to, you know, to kind of find out, you know, how are things going, you check in. Um, And I think that's a big difference from other senior placement companies that you still add that personal piece and you still stick with them. It's almost like, yeah, you don't start in the beginning and just like, oh, okay, you're good. Drop you off. And then that's it. Like, no, you really stick with them. I mean, like you build relationships and almost like become a part of the family. So that's one thing that I really like about your service. So I just wanted to put that out there really quick. Well, thank you. That's one thing I really wanted to set myself apart. Another thing that I do really different when I work with somebody that has any memory impairment, dementia, Parkinson's, ALS, any of those, I will help the family to, once we do placement in the right place with the right care, I can help set up their little apartment to make sure it mimics at home because I know that's a big change and that can really be a setback for somebody that has memory issues. If the family needs it, I will set up their apartment to mimic where their favorite spot in their home that they're comfortable. I always recommend don't go out and buy all new furniture, take what they're familiar with in the home. This really helps in transitioning. Also, the communities know that if I place somebody there and they have a really bad day in the first couple of weeks, that they can call me and I will do my best to get out there and try to redirect, just be there as a companion for the client that I placed there as I know this is a hard transition and can mm-hmm. bring up behaviors that not normal. It's one, just moving them out of their environment into another environment to they're going to have bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that transition doesn't happen overnight. So within the first two weeks, I will go out and try to assist the community. I don't do direct care. So we have to make sure that they know that, you know, if it's getting them out to walk around the community or getting 
the client to go to an activity that's going on just to help try to redirect any behavioral issues going on because they're scared. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them. So I do try to make that as on the years I've worked with patients with dementia or some kind of uh, memory issue. I just learned that you just have to be really patient. And I know when you're in a building, you don't get that one-on-one necessarily. So that's where I try to step in and help out. That's really and good. And I think also for like um, adult children that may be living elsewhere, Knowing that you provide that service also gives a sense of reassurance and probably lowers their anxiety level too. You know, yeah, mom or dad may be in a new community and then I have to rely on the staff, but, you know, Lynn has been with us from day one. I know if mom starts behaving differently, I know Lynn can go out there and it's almost like me going out there in a way. So yeah, I I can see where that is. Because eventually, you know, in the first two weeks are rough can be very rough. Not always, but it can be. It can, it can be a month in, but that's beyond my, my services. So when I help that out, when I do go in the first two weeks, I can't go every day. I wish I could, but I can try to get there at least once or twice during the week, setting up their apartment to look and using photos that they're familiar with from their past. You know, just those recommendations, whether they're used or not, or I do them or not, you know, that. I know that it helps that transition and that is free to my clients. That is part of my service. A lot of people don't do that. And that's just part of my service. You know, and if I find after a month or three on week three, we're still having a transition issue. The communication needs to be taken from out of my hands and done more directly. Is there medication or do we need Palmetto family home care to come in and sit with the client for a couple of weeks, you know, that those services out there that could possibly help that transition too. I just offer it for the first two weeks. I do offer setting up the, you know, decorating and setting up their apartment, but I can't be there all the time. So then if there's still an issue, then I try to talk to the family about either home care. Um, are you just strictly in South Carolina? Like areas do you cover? So right now we cover all the low country, Savannah, Georgia, and then the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. The Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas, I actually work, co-work with another person that does it, has their own business there that does it. So we work together Mm -hmm. and they do the local stuff for me. Savannah, I do myself. And then low country, I do myself. So we're not expanding much more than that because that would just be, again, not having, being able to have those relationships that I want to be able to have. I want to be able to help families and stay with them and, and build that relationship also to the, with the communities. You know, when you don't have relationships with the communities, there's a lot of things you don't know. Mm -hmm. There's, it's hard for me, you know, I know the communities can sell themselves knowing the communities. This is what you can look for. This is what they do. This is what they're experts in. You know, I know their story um, and that's why I feel really good referring them to my clients. Good, good. Well, this has definitely been some good information Um, because honestly, like, I mean, I've, I've heard of senior placement consultants, but never really like fully understood what they did until, you know, you really explained it. And again, like I said, I like the fact that your small business, your you know, you add a personal touch to it, your faith base, you know, I like all of that. Um, I like the fact that you, you stick with the family. So 
I think, again, those are good things that help set you apart from um, the others in the community. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. I also work a lot with um, families that are lower income and Mm -hmm. trying to find resources for them through, you know, what, like I'm working with one client. She actually, her mom was on my Meals on Wheels delivery route. And so they reached out to me because she needs a nursing home placement. I don't work with nursing home placements because they are governed, they have federal funding, but I am helping her find a nursing home placement for her mom that needs a memory care unit. Things I try to help out when I know, even if I know I'm not going to get paid, but I just can't turn a client away and just say, I I can't help you. Right. Um, I try to, you know, get other resources involved. I have another lady that needs to sell her mom's home to pay for her care, you know, just getting people involved. I don't do real estate. So I have somebody that works, does senior real estate. Didn't even know Mm -hmm. that that was something, but she specializes in it. And that, and that is to sell a house, whatever it might be to have that money accessible for care. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of different resources out there and I still learn new ones every day. So those resources I pass on to the family, local services here that they can call and reach out to, to get services that I don't provide, you know, just trying to be a good resource for them um, and letting them know they can call me anytime. I have one client, I have never laid eyes on her or her mother <laughs> and I've worked with her over eight months now. Oh, just wow. touching base just now and then um, I, there was nothing I could certain, none of my services were what she needed, but I made sure she understood the hospice and mm-hmm. getting hospice in for her mom and, and help and just being there when she was having a bad day because her mom was having mm-hmm. a bad day because she had Louis bodies. Mm-hmm. And so though, you know, those, I just think those in the long run will pay off because I know that she will, re- if she comes across anybody that needs placement or needs mm-hmm. help, she's going to send them my way. So right. I feel that the good deeds, you know, do prosper down the road and I love doing it. I mean, I always say I could definitely do my job and never get paid. <laughs> but my husband's not really in for that one. So <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, that, you know, and that's and that's another thing that says me. I'm not out to make a ton of money. I'm out to make a living, um, but I'm my my goal is to be an advocate for seniors that are in need, or if they are not in need, they have in the family, and they they or the family have money to make sure that I reserve that money long term, and but make sure they're in the right place. You know, some families, they have it in their head what they want, and they're okay spending a ton of money, and they're not worried about the long term. And that's fine, too. I, you know, I'm not here to dictate that I just here to offer some guidance, Mm -hmm. and they can take it, whatever way they want to take it. So it's just a matter of making sure that they get the right care. Well, they definitely will get the right care with Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions and Lynn guiding them through uh, every step of the way. So if you are a, you're a family or an adult, adult child that's looking for possible placement, then I definitely suggest reaching out to Lynn with Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions. If you are a community, Lynn is definitely somebody you want to have in your corner. So definitely, you know, connect and just, again, build those relationships. So good information, good stuff.
Thank yes. You. Yes. So as we conclude our episode three on mom needs placement. So where the heck do I start? We just want to say thank you to Lynn with Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions for providing us with such wonderful information. And again, if you um, are interested in being a guest on the podcast, share your story, you know, talk about your profession, whatever the case may be within the senior industry, then definitely reach out to us. Um, send us an email. Email us at makingitourbestseason at gmail.com. Follow us on social media on Facebook. Uh, Making It Our Best Season on Facebook, and then Dory Lynn 8 on Instagram. Definitely reach out. We'd love to hear from you, love to chat with you and all that good stuff. So thanks for tuning in once again with Dorian and Lynn for Making It Our Best Season. I want to do real quick before we we stop this, I'm going to do, I want to tell you guys a story of bad placement that I just heard. And I just was shocked. I heard it yesterday when I was talking to a community and how they were working with a family that decided to go somewhere else. So this lady had mild dementia and and so she moved into assisted living, but as the assisted living did not have any kind of uh, memory care community within that and, and a secured community is usually all memory care or secured it didn't have that component of their community. So as she lived there for a couple of years, she started advancing. And then one night she woke up and she went outside, outside the, outside the building completely and fell Mm. and laid there all night. And she died the next day from hypothermia, any kind of memory impairment or memory Mm. dementia of any type what they're going to do one night, what they're going to do one day. And this obviously was, you know, she had declined enough that this environment was no longer a safe environment for her, but it just took one time. It's kind of like what we teach our kids about drugs. It just Mm -hmm. takes one time. Right. You know, we only get one chance in a community with a, you know, with a senior that has dementia. It just takes one time. We don't know when that Oh, I want to walk outside and get some fresh air, not realizing it's a bad idea in the middle of the night. So those are what we, you know, I think Dorian with her services and mine with my services really try to make sure those accidents don't happen. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. By educating, by this podcast, by trying to Mm -hmm. educate people, services that in the healthcare industry that people might not know about and Mm -hmm. need to know about to make sure their loved one's safe, whether they're home or in a community, it can have that same issue could happen in a, in a home environment too. Mm -hmm. You just don't know, you know, without the adequate care in the home Mm -hmm. that could walk outside and the same thing happen. So it's not just a community. Very well said, very well said and very true. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So that wraps up our episode three. We thank you for joining us. We ask you to share our podcast information too to anybody that you might know that is um, has an aging um, relative or parent that could benefit from some of the knowledge that we have. Yes, thanks for uh, joining in everyone.